Welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, the podcast that brings you through the entire Bible in 260 days. Have you ever wanted to read the whole Bible but struggled to do so? This podcast is meant to help you do it. With five 15 to 20 minute episodes per week, you will hear the entire Bible read to you. There will also be occasional brief notes to help explain context, as well as a concluding question or thought to consider. So welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, your journey through the Bible in 260 days. Welcome to episode six. Glad you're back with us again. We are going to continue in Genesis and the story of Abram. And after Abraham has been given this incredible victory by God in the last section we read and these incredible promises that God has made, we're going to see a bit of a low point here uh, beginning in the story in chapter 16. Now Sarai, Abraham's wife, had not given birth to any children, but she had an Egyptian servant named Hagar. So Sarai said to Abram, Since the Lord has prevented me from having children, please sleep with my servant. Perhaps I can have a family by her. Abraham did what Sarai told him. So after Abraham had lived in Canaan for ten years, Sarai, Abraham's wife, gave Hagar, her Egyptian servant, to her husband to be his wife. He slept with Hagar and she became pregnant. Once Hagar realized she was pregnant, she despised Sarai. Then Sarai said to Abram, You have brought this wrong on me. I gave my servant into your embrace, but when she realized that she was pregnant, she despised me. May the Lord judge between me and you. Abram said to Sarai, Since your servant is under your authority, do to her whatever you think best. Then Sarai treated Hagar harshly, So she ran away from Sarai. The angel of the Lord found Hagar near a spring of water in the wilderness, the spring that is along the road to Shur. He said, Hagar, servant of Sarai, where have you come from, and where are you going? She replied, I am running away from my mistress Sarai. Then the angel of the Lord said to her, Return to your mistress and submit to her authority. I will greatly multiply your descendants. The angel of the Lord added, so that they will be too numerous to count. Then the angel of the Lord said to her, You are now pregnant and are about to give birth to a son. You are to name him Ishmael, for the Lord has heard your painful groans. He will be a wild donkey of a man. He will be hostile to everyone, and everyone will be hostile to him. He will live away from his brothers. So Hagar named the Lord who spoke to her, You are the God who sees me. For she said, Here I have seen the one who sees me. That is why the well was called Bir Lahai Roy. It is located between Kadesh and Bered. So Hagar gave birth to Abraham's son, whom Abraham named Ishmael. Now Abraham was 86 years old when Hagar gave birth to Ishmael. Chapter 17 When Abraham was 99 years old, The Lord appeared to him and said, I am the sovereign God. Walk before me and be blameless. Then I will confirm my covenant between me and you, and I will give you a multitude of descendants. Abraham bowed down with his face to the ground, and God said to him, As for me, this is my covenant with you. You will be the father of a multitude of nations. No longer will your name be Abram. Instead, your name will be Abraham because I will make you the father of a multitude of nations. 
I will make you extremely fruitful. I will make nations of you, and kings will descend from you. I will confirm my covenant as a perpetual covenant between me and you. It will extend to your descendants after you throughout their generations. I will be your God and the God of your descendants after you. I will give you the whole land of Canaan, the land where you now are residing, to you and to your descendants after you as a permanent possession. I will be their God. Then God said to Abram, As for you, you must keep the covenantal requirement I am imposing on you and your descendants after you throughout their generations. This is my requirement that you and your descendants after you must keep. Every male among you must be circumcised. You must circumcise the flesh of your foreskins. This will be a reminder of the covenant between me and you. Throughout your generations, every male among you who is eight days old must be circumcised, whether born in your house or bought with money from any foreigner who is not one of your descendants. They must indeed be circumcised, whether born in your house or bought with money. The sign of my covenant will be visible in your flesh as a permanent reminder. Any uncircumcised male who has not been circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin will be cut off from his people. He has failed to carry out my requirement. Then God said to Abram, As for your wife, you must no longer call her Sarai. Sarah will be her name. I will bless her and give you a son through her. I will bless her and she will become a mother of nations. Kings of countries will come from her. Then Abram bowed down with his face to the ground and laughed as he said to himself, Can a son be born to a man who is a hundred years old? Can Sarah bear a child at the age of ninety? Abram said to God, Oh, that Ishmael might live before you. God said, No, Sarah, your wife, is going to bear you a son, and you will name him Isaac. I will confirm my covenant with him as a perpetual covenant for his descendants after him. As for Ishmael, I have heard you. I will indeed bless him, make him fruitful, and give him a multitude of descendants. He will become the father of twelve princes. I will make him into a great nation. But I will establish my covenant with Isaac, whom Sarah will bear to you at this set time next year. When God finished speaking with Abraham, he went up from him. Abraham took his son Ishmael and every male in his household, whether born in his house or bought with money, and circumcised them on that very same day, just as God had told him to do. Now Abraham was 99 years old when he was circumcised. His son Ishmael was 13 years old when he was circumcised. Abraham and his son Ishmael were circumcised on the very same day. All the men of his household, whether born in his household or bought with money from a foreigner, were circumcised with him. Chapter 18 The Lord appeared to Abraham by the oaks of Mamre while he was sitting at the entrance of his tent during the hottest time of the day. Abraham looked up and saw three men standing across from him. When he saw them, he ran from the entrance of the tent to meet them and bowed low to the ground. He said, My Lord, if I have found favor in your sight, do not pass by and leave your servant. Let a little water be brought so that you may all wash your feet and rest under the tree. And let me get a bit of food so that you may refresh yourself since you have passed by your servant's home. After that, you may be on your way. All right, they replied. You may do as you say. So Abraham hurried into the tent and said to Sarah, Quick, take three measures of fine flour, knead it and make bread. Then Abraham ran to the herd and chose a fine tender calf and gave it to the servant who quickly prepared it. 
Abraham then took some of the curds and milk along with the calf that had been prepared and placed the food before them. They ate while he was standing near under a tree. Then they asked him, Where is your wife, Sarah? He replied, There, in the tent. One of them said to him, I will surely return to you when the season comes around again, and your wife Sarah will have a son. Now Sarah was listening at the entrance to the tent, not far behind him. Abraham and Sarah were old and advancing in years. Sarah had long since passed menopause. So Sarah laughed to herself, thinking, After I am worn out, will I have pleasure, especially when my husband is old too? The Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Will I really have a child when I am old? Is anything impossible for the Lord? I will return to you when the season comes around again, and Sarah will have a son. Then Sarah lied, saying, I did not laugh. But she was afraid. But the Lord said, No, you did laugh. When the men got up to leave, they looked over at Sodom. Now Abraham was walking with them to see them on their way. Then the Lord said, Should I hide from Abraham what I am about to do? After all, Abraham will surely become a great and powerful nation, and all the nations of the earth may be receiving blessing through him. I have chosen him so that he may command his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just. Then the Lord will give to Abraham what he promised him. So the Lord said, The outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is so great and their sins so blatant that I must go down and see if if they are as wicked as the outcry suggests. If not, I want to know. The two men turned and headed toward Sodom, but Abraham was still standing before the Lord. Abraham approached him and said, Will you really sweep away the godly along with the wicked? What if there are 50 godly people in the city? Will you really wipe it out and not spare the place for the sake of 50 godly people who are in it? Far be it from you to do such a thing, to kill the godly with the wicked, treating the godly with the wicked alike. Far be it from you. Will not the judge of the whole earth do what is right? So the Lord replied, If I find in the city of Sodom fifty godly people, I will spare the whole place for their sake. Then Abraham asked, Since I have undertaken to speak to the Lord, although I am but dust and ashes, what if there are five less than fifty godly people? Will you destroy the whole city because five are lacking? He replied, I will not destroy if I find 45 there. Abraham spoke to him again. What if there are 40 found there? He replied, I will not do it for the sake of 40. Then Abraham said, May the Lord not be angry with me so that I may speak. What if 30 are found there? The Lord replied, I will not do it if I find 30 there. Abraham said, Since I have undertaken to speak to the Lord, what if only 20 are found there? He replied, I will not destroy it for the sake of 20. Finally, Abraham said, May the Lord not be angry so that I may speak just once more. What if 10 are found there? The Lord replied, I will not destroy it for the sake of 10. The Lord went on his way when he had finished speaking to Abraham. Then Abraham returned home. And that's it for our reading today. You'll have to tune in tomorrow to hear how this story continues and what happens in Sodom. Uh, in tomorrow's reading of Genesis. Our next reading is from Psalm 148, Hebrew poetry praising God for all that he does. It says, Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the sky. Praise him in the heavens. Praise him, all his angels. Praise him, all his heavenly assembly. Praise him, O sun and moon. 
Praise him, all you shiny stars. Praise him, O highest heaven, and you waters above the sky. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he gave the command and they came into existence. He established them so they would endure. He issued a decree that will not be revoked. Praise the Lord from the earth, you sea creatures and all you ocean depths. O fire and hail, snow and clouds, O stormy wind that carries out his orders, you mountains and all you hills, you fruit trees and all you cedars, you animals and all you cattle, you creeping things and birds, you kings of the earth and all you nations, you princes and all you leaders on the earth, you young and old and young women, you elderly along with your children. Let them praise the name of the Lord. For his name alone is exalted. His majesty extends over all the earth and the sky. He has made his people victorious and given all his loyal followers reason to praise. The Israelites, the people who are close to him, praise the Lord. We now move on to Mark chapter 6, the continuing story of Jesus. Now Jesus left that place and came to his hometown and his disciples followed him. When the Sabbath came, He began to teach in the synagogue. Many who heard him were astonished, saying, Where did he get these ideas? And what is this wisdom that has been given to him? What are these miracles that are done through his hands? Isn't this the carpenter, the son of Mary, and brother of James, Joses, Judas, and Simon? Aren't his sisters here with us as well? And so they took offense at him. Then Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his hometown and among his relatives, and in his own house. He was not able to do a miracle there, except to lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them, and he was amazed because of their unbelief. Then he went around among the villages and taught. Jesus called the twelve and began to send them out two by two. He gave them authority over the unclean spirits. He instructed them to take nothing for the journey except a staff, no bread, no bag, no money in their belts and to put on sandals, but not to wear two tunics. He said to them, Wherever you enter a house, stay there until you leave the area. If a place will not welcome you or listen to you, as you go out from there, shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. So they went out and preached that all should repent. They cast out many demons and anointed many sick people with olive oil and healed them. Now King Herod heard this, For Jesus' name had become known. Some were saying, John the baptizer has been raised from the dead, and because of this, miraculous powers are at work in him. Others said, he is Elijah. Others said, he is a prophet, like one of the prophets from the past. But when Herod heard this, he said, John, whom I beheaded, has been raised. For Herod himself had sent men, arrested John, and bound him in prison on account of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, because Herod had married her. For John had repeatedly told Herod, It is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. So Herodias nursed a grudge against John and wanted to kill him. But she could not, because Herod stood in the way and stood in awe of John and protected him, since he knew that John was a righteous and holy man. When Herod heard him, he was thoroughly baffled, and yet he liked to listen to John. But a suitable day came when Herod gave a banquet on his birthday for his court officials, military commanders, and leaders of Galilee. When his daughter Herodias came in and danced, she pleased Herod and his dinner guests. The king said to the girl, Ask me for whatever you want, and I will give it to you. He swore to her, Whatever you ask, I will give you up to half my kingdom. 
So she went out and said to her mother, What should I ask for? Her mother said, The head of John the baptizer. Immediately the girl came back, hurried back to the king and made her request. I want the head of John the Baptist on a platter immediately. Although it grieved the king deeply, he did not want to reject her request because of his oath and his guests. So the king sent an executioner at once to bring John's head, and he went and beheaded John in prison. He brought his head on a platter and gave it to the girl, and the girl gave it to her mother. When John's disciples heard this, they came and took his body and placed it in a tomb. Then the apostles gathered around Jesus and told him everything they had done and taught. He said to them, Come with me privately to an isolated place and rest a while. For many were coming and going, and there was no time to eat. So they went away by themselves in a boat to some remote place. But many saw them leaving and recognized them, and they hurried on foot from all the towns and arrived there ahead of them. And Jesus came ashore. As he came ashore, he saw the large crowd, and he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he taught them many things. When it was already late, his disciples came to him and said, This is an isolated place, and it is already very late. Send the people away so they can go into the surrounding countryside and villages and buy something for themselves to eat. But Jesus answered them, You give them something to eat. And they said, Should we go and buy bread for 200 silver coins and give it to them to eat? He said to them, How many loaves do you have? Go and see. When they found out, they said, Five and two fish. Then Jesus directed them all to sit down in groups on the green grass. So they reclined in groups of hundreds and fifties. He took the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, gave thanks and broke the loaves. He gave them to his disciples to serve the people, and he divided the two fish among them all. They all ate and were satisfied, and they picked up the broken pieces and fish that were left over, twelve baskets full. Now there were five thousand men who ate the bread. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into a boat and go on ahead to the other side, to Bethsaida, while he dispersed the crowd. After saying goodbye to them, he went up the mountain to pray. When evening came, the boat was in the middle of the sea, and he was alone on the land. He saw them straining at the oars because the wind was against them. As the night was ending, he came to them walking on the sea, for he wanted to pass by them. When they saw him walking on the water, they thought he was a ghost. They cried out, for they all saw him and were terrified. But immediately he spoke to them, Have courage, it is I, do not be afraid. Then he went up with them into the boat, and the wind ceased. They were completely astonished, because they did not understand about the loaves, but their hearts were hardened. After they had crossed over, they came to land at Genazareth and anchored there. As they got out of the boat, people immediately recognized Jesus. They ran through all the whole region and began to bring the sick on mats to wherever he was rumored to be. And wherever he would go, into villages, towns, or countryside, they would place the sick in the marketplaces and would ask him if he would just touch the edge of his cloak. And all who touched it were healed. What amazing collection of stories again about Jesus um, showing again that he is someone very different than just a prophet or a great teacher or a moral person, that he is truly God come to earth. Thanks for listening to the Bible in 260 podcast. 
May what you have heard speak to your heart and mind today. The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible, http netbible.com, copyright 1996-2019, used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC, all rights reserved. Our theme song for the podcast is The Call by Emily Ruth. You can find The Call and other music by Emily Ruth on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you find your music. You're-